0: Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout.
1: Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
2: live from glory hole studios in chicago and beyond
0: this is cognitive dissonance every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way we bring critical thinking skepticism and irreverence to any topic that makes the
2: news makes it big or makes us mad it's skeptical
0: it's political and there is no welcome mat today is thursday December 14th. We are inching toward Christmas, my friend. Yeah, we're getting close. Next week on Thursday, so it'll be this week on Thursday because it's when it releases. This week on Thursday, we're doing our Christmas live stream. Yes, we are. So that'll be the, what is that? Be the 21st. 21st. Yeah. At 9 p.m., you'll catch us on Twitch and on YouTube, and we'll be doing a little Christmas live stream. We got, we're got we going to be drinking a, a Puerto Rican eggnog, which is really which good. I hope is better than eggnog It's egg so much better, now. Tom. So You've had better. it. I have not it's had so it. It's so much better. It's like, yeah. it's a thousand times better. But we'll be drinking that and hanging out and uh, maybe I'll decorate the studio a little bit and then we'll we'll hang out. And, and just, deck the halls? Just chill. And I, we got to find some Christmas related stories. We'll see if we can find I anything. I expect to see bows of holly when I get here. Uh, you can see balls <laughs> of holly. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm not interested in the mistletoe. I love you. I love you. <laughs> And I won't say no. Yeah, no, I get it. I won't I say it. no. I get it. Our beards get connected. I'm gonna be like Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you this. Like I've decided my beard is getting longer. I don't know if you noticed, but my beard is starting to get longer. And my boss's boss absolutely hates it. Like with a fiery passion, but I never see the man. I never see my boss's boss, but once a year. So I decided the next time I see him is going to be in March for this big sales conference. Oh, no. I am not cutting my beard. Between now and March? Between now and March. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to grow the whole thing out until summer. Just to see. Just to see. I'll tell you, man. I, I, so I did a, a long grow one yeah. year. And there's a point where it starts touching your chest that it gets a little annoying, and you're. I was just like, no, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I suspect it's because it was when I was sleeping, I'd wake up and be like, what the
1: fuck is on my chest?
0: Spiders. And I was like, no, man. I was like, after that, I was like, no, it's all gone. I was like, just get it down. I was like, take it down. But for a while, I was growing it out, and I was also growing a mustache too. Oh So I had like a whole thing going, and then I was just like, no, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it because it was like. I mean, at a certain point, it gets so long that it's like on your body, other parts, and you're like, "Nah, man, nah." I, w- I'm good. I will say, my boss boss has a good sense of humor over COVID. Now, I don't feel like I have the same sense of humor now, but over COVID, my beard got crazy, and like it also wasn't being kept up because I couldn't go to the barber, so it was long and it was kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. And like I got I on a video, I was poofy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoosh. yeah. I got on a video call with him and he started laughing. He called me Fidel Curry and he sent me a he sent me a box of cigars. <laughs> I thought they were Cubans. They, no, they weren't. They were good cigars, though. He sent me like a nice box of cigars, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, I didn't smoke any of them, so but funny. I just thought that was really so funny. funny. Are you fucking dumb? All right, so this first story comes to the New York Times. House approves Biden impeachment inquiry as GOP hunts for an offense. <laughs> I love that headline. The headline is fucking gold. The headline is great. And it's gold because it's exactly true. Amen. Yeah, They're just like, look, maybe if we look real hard, we'll find something. Like, this isn't how any of this is supposed to work. It is the most blatantly politically motivated, there's nothing to see here, folks, bullshit impeachment inquiry ever. And they said they were going to do it. Yeah. To to their fucking like, I don't know if I should say to their credit, but like they said, we're going to try to impeach Biden. And they, and they tried like day one. Yeah. Before he like walked in the door, like Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, we'll just fucking impeach him. Yeah. I, you know, they, they have this plan to impeach him in some way. And in this article, they quote one of the Democrats who basically said, look, yeah, you know, the reason why they're doing this is because. Joe Biden needs to have the same things on his resume as Trump does going into this election. And Trump basically sent the marching orders down to his lackeys right. in the House to do this because if, if, It's going to look bad if he's the one with the two impeachments and there's nothing against Biden that he can't grab onto, even though there's nothing against Biden that he can really grab onto. they've, They've already done several investigations and nothing has turned up. They keep on subpoenaing hunter biden and hunter biden's like i will do a public testimony yeah let's do a public testimony and they're like no 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 no, no. we want to do a we want to do, do a where we can want to do a lie like, about yeah, what we want to do a thing where we can cut it up and play that for right. the american people not put it all on c-span at the same time he's like absolutely not i'm not going to do it and so they've been pushing for this and uh when biden announced after this happened biden basically said look I'm the one who's trying to make it better for America. You know, this doesn't do anything for the normal American citizen, and I'm not guilty of anything. So it's really just a waste of congressional dollars. That's all it is. And they don't care. What they want is a soundbite. They want to put this on Fox News. They want to run with it. They want to make it seem like there's something there. They've been saying these words together in conjunction. They mean nothing, Biden crime family. They've been saying that for I don't know how long is that since they since they manufactured this whole laptop thing. And it's so funny, right? Because they're, they're, on the one hand, there's the narrative of the Biden crime family. Oh, the Biden crime family. Guy's been in politics forever. It's not the first time no. he's had oppo research done sure. on him, right? He's had fucking oppo research done on him forever, right? He's been in politics for fucking ever. Nobody ever digs anything up because the guy doesn't do any fucking like you know, shit. Like, he's just a guy who goes to work and gets in politics. Like, that's it. Hunter has done some shady stuff. Like, absolutely. Has it been excessive? I don't know yet. He might have some deals. Legitimately, he might have some deals with foreign nationals that he got because he leveraged his name. Sure. Right? That doesn't necessarily mean shit about Joe. There's literally no reason and no amount of, like, research has dug anything up at all to suggest that Joe Biden is corrupt, right? Sure. And it's so funny, though, because they're talk about this shit and it's like, your guy, your guy, Trump, if you fucking recall, he put up foreign nationals and the Secret Service in his own hotels. He personally enriched himself using taxpayer dollars and the government and foreign national money many, many, many of times. How long? I mean, for how long? He you know, for his entire time, he right. was in office. Look at fucking he was Jared. transparent. Look we'll at Jared. Oh yeah, the money that that guy pulled in. Nobody's. There's nobody running any kind of inquiry into the amount of money that he got after he was he stepped down from whatever office he held. Yeah, I know, right? Like, and these guys, like, for a while, they weren't even. They were. They were having these like jobs handed to them that they were wildly unqualified for. That they hadn't even met the security clearances of yet. Yeah, they were getting like pulled into briefings yeah. and shit. For, like, shit they hadn't even been security cleared for. The the nepotism and the corruption and the blatant, like, money laundering is just so open and obvious. And then on the other side, it's like, yeah, fucking five decades of politics. Five decades of politics. Nobody's found shit. The guy's run how many times? Oppo research has been done how many times? He was the vice president. How much oppo research did they do then? There's nothing here, here. And, like, all this House inquiry is... Maybe if we look super duper hard, we'll be able to get. But what they're really digging for, to your point before, is they're not digging for evidence; they're digging for sound bites. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> and what they're going to get is sound bites. But there's also going to be opposing sound bites because right. they can't strip the Democrats off of this this research committee, right? So if they if they open an inquiry, right, there's Democrats have to be asked to be on it now. They can refuse. I don't know if you remember, but yeah. Democrats oh, yeah. refuse to be on, or Republicans, Republicans. refused to be on the January 6th one. Yep. So you can, ref- well, why would they? They get every opportunity to ask questions to these people who are coming forward and give them a chance to, to either clear their name if these people are trying to make them look bad or, you know, make the people look bad if they're bringing people in to try to accuse Joe Biden of something. Right. And so there's every opportunity to get the exact same opposite ammunition on the other side I, but I think this really shows that nobody watches the other people's news. That's yeah, right, what it really yeah. shows, is that nobody watches the opposing people's news ever. I also love that the Republican reason that they want what they're saying out loud, the reason they want this deposition to be private and not public is they're like, look, if we make it private, then there's less reason for other people to give speeches yeah. and do grandstanding. And I'm just like, what you've basically said is you're incompetent when you're accountable. That's what that's you're exactly, calling yeah. out your own institution yeah. for being unable to produce serious work if you're in front of a camera. You said you will like that's like saying, like, hey, look, uh, honey, I can't actually go out with my friends because I'll fuck around on you. <laughs> so you're gonna have to come out with me because it's the only way yeah. that I can be faithful. Mother. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, holy shit, man. You should know yours, like, you could just not do that. Yeah. We could all just, you could all just get into a room and be like, what we're gonna do is not that. Yeah. But you, but you know yourself. You know, you you feel know like, like, yeah. yourself. It's like, huh? it's like, well, I'm a giant trash pan. I'm, I'm absolutely the that. worst person yeah. in the world. <laughs> I can't be constrained. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? This is my favorite thing in the entire world. Speaking of unconstrained, let's look at some of these. I'm I fucking the big, laughed in us on the big one out loud okay. when I read these notes. This is from the Telegraph. Donald Trump sells cut up pieces of suit he wore in his mugshot for five thousand dollars. Former president releases digital trading cards again, priced at ninety nine dollars each, and anyone who buys all forty seven <laughs> will receive a piece of the. "Quote priceless suit," so, so I gotta give him forty seven hundred dollars. Yes. Well, like forty six fifty, and then be scrap. like, and, and then I get a scrap of his suit. If can I request the ball section? <laughs> <laughs> If, if there is anything more telling <laughs> about what the Republican looks, Party is willing to give the guy American out people, there's it, it like he's <laughs> <laughs> like sniffing. jamming his
1: face on, it, and he's just like <laughs> <laughs>
0: he like fucking can't get enough. He's fucking huffing the former president. <laughs> Cecil, is there a better metaphor for Republican politics than if I shit enough money at you, you'll give me the scraps? Are you it's fucking kidding me?
1: That should be their shirt. <laughs> That's it. That's
0: their shirt. If you shit enough oh, money at me, God. I'll sell you the scraps. so
1: stupid.
0: Fucking I hell. I can't believe it. And, and had, who believes this is really the suit, by oh, the no, way? It's, First it's, of all, this isn't anything. This is some shit. It's not the suit. They went to Goodwill. They got some fucking blue cloth and they're selling it to idiots. So, Tom, this is, this is the, the, the image that they're showing here. They're showing Trump pulling off his uh, shirt to show Trump Tower. And then they describe some of these. And one of my favorite parts is where Trump says, it's a, uh, well, it's where Trump says something like this. He says, where's the the line? I wish I look as good as I do on those cards, but I can tell you they give me muscles where, believe me, I don't have them. (laughs) Even he is like, no, man, that's fucked up. That's weird. Okay, bro, that's weird. Right, right. Can we also talk about how he looks literally evil? He doesn't look like a superhero, guys. There's a picture of him, and he's like ripping his fucking suit open to expose his like superhero super Trump like thing. But then he's shooting super tramp. (laughs) (laughs) He's shooting lasers out of his eyes, but he looks malevolent as fuck. He doesn't look, doesn't he? He does. He, he looks, looks malevolent he looks, as fuck. Either that or he looks so blasé. He doesn't look like he doesn't look like anybody who normally takes their shirt off. Like, I guess right. maybe he's taking his shirt off to like crawl into a coffin or something. <laughs> but Tom, he also says this. He talks about his suit. He does. He's bragging about the scraps, right? So he says, it was a great
2: suit. Believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're going to get a piece of it. <laughs>
0: It was a good suit. Believe me, a really great suit. Like I give a shit what the quality of the scrap Uh, suit I get is. What if somebody, what if somebody buys 47 of them and then, or 470 of them or however many he has to buy and then he does that All with all of them and he just buys them all out and then he redoes the suit so he gets all the (laughs) scraps and then he patchworks the suit back together how much money do we have in the account (laughs) Uh,
3: I don't want to give Trump I don't want to give Trump a single dollar
0: let alone you know However much money I know, that would be, that know, would be an intense amount of money. I don't, I don't want that at all. I but like because you look at how big the, the scrap is, right? Oh yeah, the you scrap get you get a tiny, tiny scrap. Dude. It's a tiny little scrap. Yeah. You get a scrap like it's like size of one of his hands. Yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah, it's like a one tiny. inch by two inch scrap. <laughs> <laughs> I know Cecil that we are not supposed to like make fun of the victim. I know we're not supposed to, and I know this is a grift. But I also know that anyone who buys. $4,700 worth of digital fucking playing cards to get himself a scrap of blue cloth from his weird fucking hero, that guy's an asshole. Well, and they know, like will kind of have it coming. Genuinely, it, it reminds me of... It reminds me of the grifts from the evangelical preachers that we cover sometimes when we're thinking about somebody who sells, say, get out of debt-free water. Right, yeah, Or yeah. Mm-hmm. When we talk about some of the other grifty shit that maybe Jim Baker sells. But the other thing you got to consider is they're also selling you something that you think is magic, right? Yeah, right. That's yeah. different, I think, than this stuff, right? If, if I'm selling you get out of debt-free holy water for $2,000 or whatever- Right. The recipient of that holy water thinks I'm going to dab it on my credit cards or whatever you have to do. And you're going to, you're going to, it's going to help me somehow. It's going to, it's going to, you know, after I pay off this $2,000,
2: it's
0: (laughs) smooth sailing from here. But, but genuinely, they think it's going to help them. The same thing goes with Baker Buckets. Like, I mean, you're getting slop and it's garbage, (laughs) but you think you're getting something, right? right? With this, you're like. Getting nothing. You're getting nothing. You're getting nothing. You're getting garbage. (laughs) He's sending you garbage. He's sending you actual trash. And then things (laughs) you eventually have to delete so they'll be recycled on your computer instead of actual garbage. You're getting a fucking image you can have for free. Yeah. We just looked at you know, two of them. We just looked at both. Yeah, dude, two hundred dollars. Sure we can find all of them. If, we, if, if you, we if you them were before. diligent, you could find all forty-seven right. of them. So you you you're paying hundred dollars for something you can just have for free, sure. Because NFTs are nothing, mm-hmm. and then you get a piece of trash from a junk garment somebody cut up. Yeah, that's what you get. This isn't even like you know, like oh, it's like a a seat from the old Yankee Stadium or something, where it's like oh, I have a fond memory of, like I remember like when I went to that sure. baseball game with my kid, like. There's a nostalgia to it. Or I remember like when that ball got hit real good to that place. And this seat makes me remember that memory. This is nothing. Yeah. This is it. You didn't wear this suit. He didn't hug you in this suit. Yeah. This is nothing to you. This isn't like your dad's shirt and you smell it after he passes or something. This is an old man's ripped up suit. Yeah. And a bunch of digital playing cards of him imagining one day that he had a
1: muscle. Oh, oh, oh,
3: Mary. <laughs> Okay, uh, don't go to the mall. Just don't. It's it, it, it's too many people, and the stores are dumb. Plus, why go to five or six stores when you could go to one? And that one store is adamandeve.com, of course. Play the music, Ian. Because when you go to adamandeve.com and use code glory, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff with... Three free gifts, six free spicy movies, and free and discreet shipping, plus rushed processing. Nothing says you're no longer invited to the family holidays quite like when your grandmother opens up your submission for the family white elephant. Good luck fitting that in your trunk, Granny. So why not stay home and go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY? So why not stay home and let Santa come down your chimney? Remember that's code G-L-O-R-Y. Because we love you. com. Have a happy and wondrous holiday season from all of us at the Glory Hall. <laughs> okay, time to get out of this mall. And go to AdamandEve.com. Okay, wait. Well. The housing market is propped up on these bad loans. I'm it's a time bomb and I want to short it.
0: Cecil, I love this so much. I don't think it'll go anywhere. But it's the right conversation for us to have. I put this in the notes because it's rare when one of us gets to talk about something we really know a lot about. <laughs> we have about, like a little expertise. When we, in, know, yeah, we know we right. know a lot about. And so, Tom, this is a this is something I, you know a lot I, lot about. I do, and I appreciate this very much. This is from the New York Times. New legislation proposes to take Wall Street out of the housing market. So um, what this is is a bill that was introduced. Now they say right away that. It is definitely not going to pass this session, right? It doesn't have anywhere near enough sponsors. There's no time for it to move forward. But what it would do is basically say, hey, hedge funds would herefore be banned from buying new single-family homes, and they would be required to divest themselves of their portfolio of single-family homes. And that would be incredibly important. It would be incredibly, And there's actually, like, there's a part of this article that I really take issue with by, by one of the um naysayers of this plan. So, you know, the biggest problem that we have in how in housing right now nationally is we have a supply problem. We have a it's massive enough, right? supply problem. Yeah. We underbuilt houses after the 2008 crisis were like something in the order of like a few million units short of what we should have built. Many many home builders went out of business and a lot of the home builders that stayed in business or came to be, they weren't buying or building affordable housing, right? They were building primarily upper middle class and above housing because that's where the dollars were at right so this is where the economics drove them then you've had as real estate has like really really inflated in price and it's become a really good investment and people have made a lot of money on it hedge funds have started and rents have gone up too so these massive hedge funds and reits have been buying up giant swaths of america huge swaths of america and they own an enormous number of homes. And depending on the neighborhood, you can have entire neighborhoods where like a significant percentage, like 12, 13, 15, sometimes higher percent of the homes are not owned by a homeowner, even like, like a local one-on-one landlord, right? Like a like Joe, sure, the yeah. landlord Somebody owns two houses. A, he, right. he can't sell his house right away. So he just put it up for- a, he put it up a, for a few years. for a couple right. yeah. years until he could right. sell it. So this is not about that stuff. These are like giant hedge funds and they own many 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 properties hundreds of properties oftentimes and like getting these fuckers out of the game would absolutely help our supply problem because these houses are effectively off the market for human beings for actual people and they're only owned by these giant investment companies these giant hedge funds and reits and like they buy houses cash they buy them swiftly they push prices up they outcompete people who are trying to buy a home with like a conventional loan, because if you're selling a house, you got a guy who can close in 14 days with cash, or you got somebody who can close in 45 days with a loan that might not go through. might not go through, yeah. So all the incentive is to sell to that hedge fund. Yeah. And they're just pushing prices up. This would have an impact. This would really be a smart, smart thing to do. And I also think like what we should do in addition, even though no one's asking me, is like we should take a page out of Canada's book and we should stop selling homes to foreign business. I was going to bring this up. Yeah. There's a, that's a big problem too, is that we're yeah. selling, we're allowing other foreign countries and foreign businesses to purchase large amounts of homes as well. As investments. Yeah. And, the, and these are exclusively being held as investments. The purchase of housing as an investment in like not for your investment, like you as a homeowner too. It's an, it's an investment for you. It's but different. different the purchase I'm living of, in it. It's different. You're living. I'm living it. Yeah. in it. And again, it I, should go up in value. I'm yeah. living in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining it, and I'm continuing to add to it. Right. right? Like if that's if that's the dream, right, right? Is that was that you you live in it, you continue to maintain it, and you build onto it and make it better. Yeah. Right. That's and, the dream. And the and the and it and our, should go up in value. If that's it the case. it should go up and in a, value. And a rational rate of growth yeah. in value would be somewhere around five percent. Right. Give or take a couple of points. That would be a rational rate of return on an investment like a piece of real estate for a single family home, right? But like, if you look over the last few years, home prices have shot up, depending on your market, it's very market driven, but home prices have shot up 20% or higher in the last two years. That's an unsustainable amount of, like, that's not good for you, even as the homeowner, right? That's bad. So, like, we need to get all these fuckers who aren't people living in homes the fuck out of these homes. Yeah. I and mean, then we need to turn this around and make this available for actual people to buy homes to fucking plant their asses in and not to turn everything in America into a fucking inflated rental. And, well, and, and, you know, we've said it several times <clears throat> on the show that housing is a human right. Yes. And when you make profits off of human rights, you're bad. You're a bad person, right? Yeah. We shouldn't be making these massive profits and putting people out of a human right, right? We look at, there's so many examples of people across the country who are seeing rents rise through the roof in their area because they just cannot, no matter what, get a place near them or near their work that is even close to what they can actually afford. And so they have to travel far away, live in a different neighborhood that they don't want to live in. And it's because there just isn't anything available nearby because we have these massive gluts and the amount of uh, the amount of uh, rental property is through the roof because there is no homes out there there's nothing for to somebody to leave and go buy those. Yep. They, they just don't exist. So lots of people are like, "Well, I guess I'm literally renting forever because I just don't have." There's never going to be a home that's going to be priced where I could actually buy it. The amount of housing problems that people are having across the country, this is a, this is a revolution type problem. Oh, it's, yeah. It's massively, it's, this is a huge giant fucking problem. It's not, we we have to do a lot of things to get out of it. Like we have to build our way out of this problem to a certain degree. We have to, we have to kick these fucking investors the fuck out of here. That includes foreign national investors, right? Yeah. right? So they've got to get the fuck out of here. We absolutely need legislation that is going to do this. I do want to say though like I am not opposed um I'm not opposed at all like morally or or ec- economically to owning a small number as an individual owning a small number of properties to use them as rent because I do think that there is a need for single family rentals to exist um having personally rented a single family home in my life I was deeply glad that a single family home was available for me to rent. Sure. I did not want to buy. Buying would not have made economic sense, but I still wanted to have a house. But I would certainly, and I did, I was certainly glad that I was able to rent a house from a family that owned whopping two houses, the one they lived in and the one that I rented from them. And they were fine landlords. I think that having a modest portfolio of one or two pieces of real estate doesn't hurt people and gives allows there to be some economic flexibility so that Housing for rental isn't just apartments. Yeah. Because that's what it would be. Because it would otherwise just be apartments or just be like, you know, maybe a townhouse or something. But like sometimes you want to rent a single family house. You're only going to be someplace for a handful of years. Yeah. Buying would be a bad economic decision. I don't want to get like shoehorned into an apartment. So I don't want to say that like nobody should ever have a house and rent a house. What I am saying is you shouldn't have 75 of them. You shouldn't have a dozen of them. I think you shouldn't have like, George X, whatever Holdings Company, be the one that owns them. And that's, right? That's the worst. That's the problem. That's the worst part that we're running into. And then, and then to have all of them in one area, yeah. suddenly you get a chance to really monopolize that price. You know, if yeah. I, if I, let's say, I collect a bunch of homes all in the same subdivision that's right next to, say, an Amazon warehouse, where it's really convenient for somebody to live in this in this subdivision that's right next to this warehouse or this business sector, and I own 80% of the properties, I can suddenly dictate a lot of that rental price. The moment all these other ones are taken up, then I suddenly get to be like, well, I will squeeze what I can out of that. No, it doesn't make sense for me to outprice the entire area, but what it does mean is that I I can gouge as much as possible. Yeah, well, and I've seen a new thing that I've never seen before, popping up recently, which is these giant um, hedge funds are getting together with builders, and they are building single-family rental communities, single-family homes as rental-only communities. So you'll see an entire subdivision go up. None of those homes are for sale; they are all for rent, and they're and they're and they're all yeah. investor-owned and builder-purchased, and they're property-managed. And that is not a community either. That's the problem yeah. is that like, you know, this without stability of, of of people you know, getting in a property and staying in it for a long time and having ownership and building equity, you have these communities being built where there's a lot more like movement in and out of that neighborhood. And that's not good for the neighborhood. Yeah. It's not. So like everybody suffers inside these communities. They're not good, self-contained, smart, You know, systems, social systems. They're made to make money. They're They're made to make money. And and uh, and they're exploited. Repeated income. I mean, like something happened, maybe it was when we spun off into the axis somewhere, I don't know, where suddenly everything became a recurring subscription. I know. Every single thing in the world now is a recurring subscription of something. They All the different channels decided to split off away from cable and now you're paying literally the same amount of money that you were paying yeah, with cable right. to get your subscription services. I have to pay a subscription service every month for two computer programs that I use that I literally in the past used to just pay X amount of dollars for and for like years they would update them. Right. But now they're like, no, you pay us money every month. So two computer programs that I use every single month for this show, I have to pay out of pocket 30 plus dollars a month for each one. And I have to have four total licenses because I have to give one to Ian. So I have like, we we pay a lot of money on subscriptions because that software doesn't exist anymore. Like that software is now cornered behind. And that's just not, that's not one thing. That's a million things things are now- subscription-based. They want to make your washer-dryer subscription-based. They want to make your heated seat subscription-based in your car. You're not exaggerating. And and I'm not kidding about some of this stuff. And they want to make your fucking house Mm subscription-based. They don't want you to own your house. They won't want you to have this asset. They want to own the asset. And then you just keep giving them money over and over and over and you get nothing in return. There's never any equity. There's never anything for you. They just get to keep all that. They pay it off eventually with the money that you give them, they probably already paid it off already because they paid oh, cash. Yeah, but, they pay cash. But you know what I mean? Like right. they earn the money that they get back from that thing and then they just keep growing it forever and you get literally nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Except for a place to live.
1: Yeah. Your mother wanted you aborted.
0: This has been a great big fucking story this week. This is from the Washington Post, a very sad story. Texas Supreme Court rules against woman at the center of abortion battle. So there is a woman in Texas. Um, She is... Uh, pregnant, I don't know if she's still pregnant because I know she's going to go out of state for an abortion after this, but she became pregnant with a baby she very much wanted, I think the third baby. Yes, this is her third child. (laughs) Um, Genetic testing revealed that the baby had a trisomy 18 birth defect, chromosomal birth defect, um, which means that the baby would be born and be absolutely unable to survive. Like yeah. there is a zero. It is a it is a zero percent chance. It's it's carrying a baby that is still alive now, but won't be the moment it comes out. Right. So, and I worked with a woman who had this uh, a, a baby with this birth defect, um, and it broke that lady's heart. Like I felt so bad for that lady. I mean, I I cried for her. Like I, she, her heart was broken from this. Um, this lady in Texas found out like. Shit, like I'm carrying this baby, it has a zero percent chance of survival. Also, she had two previous C-sections. This baby would be born by another C-section, which every time you get a C-section, your opportunity to get pregnant yeah. again is decreased. Sure. So this might also be the last chance she has to get pregnant if she's forced to carry this child to term and you know, deliver it yeah. via C-section. So she said, Hey, this is if there's a medical exception here. I should count as this medical exception. This is the one. So she went to the courts in Texas and asked for a TRO, temporary restraining order, against the ban, which is what you need to do if you want to make sure that nobody's going to get fucking, you know, in trouble and have to pay the draconian tens of thousands of dollars repeating forever fines and shit. And no doctor's going to do it without assurances. And they fucking said no. The appeals court said yes. So, but the Texas Supreme Court was like, sorry, Charlie, Looks like you're having that fucking stillborn or... We're going to take away your ability to have a child possibly in the future. Right. We're going to punish you for being a woman. Yep. Because that's what this is. all it is, We're going to punish you because you're a woman. Yep. And we're going to control every aspect of your life. And even though this is one of those perfect examples, one of those perfect examples that You know they all, if this was brought up in one of those hypothetical arguments that they were in, they would immediately say, Oh, well, we don't want to restrict access for people like that. We have exceptions. We have exceptions. What we wanna do, what we wanna do is stop this as birth control. Stop this. We wanna stop people from choosing this instead of, you know, practicing safe sex, practicing, you know, family planning, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, here's a perfect example to put your money where your mouth is and what they did was say,, uh, how about fuck you? Yep. how about fuck you forever? And now this person has to leave the state. Now they they petition the state because fuck you. that's right why. yeah, that's exactly right. yeah. and like and what the what the lawyers for this woman said is, we want you to define you, you guys keep saying that the rules are clear, the rules are clear. So here's a case define the limits of your rule. Let's actually get down yeah. to brass tacks. Nitty Define the limits of your rule. And the Supreme Court said, all right, push me out here. Push right back. Here's the limit. No, it's basically no for everybody. The exception is nonsense. The exce- unless no you're offense. actively in the process. And they said like, how close to death does a woman have to be? 30% chance she'll die. 80% chance. Tell- define our limits. And the Supreme Court was like, basically, fuck you. Yeah. Try not being a woman next yeah. time. If you, if you die, it's okay. It's blood in the gears. That's it. And we literally don't care. Do not care. And, and, and trust me, this isn't the first woman who's going to have to go through this. This isn't the first woman who, you know, this woman had means, so there's a, she's going to go out of state to get this done. But genuinely, if there is a system out there that you can donate to, to help people in this situation... Think about it. Yeah. Think about doing it. Getting women in Texas and all these other draconian states, abortion access is life-saving. It is. It's going to save somebody's life because somebody is going to take this into their own hands because they don't have the funds and the ability to get out of state, leave work, do all the things that someone privileged needs to do in order to not have a child, in order to get an abortion, and they're going to wind up dying because of it. Oh, 100%. This is you know there there are going to be women who become septic and die sure you know because they are carrying unviable pregnancies right a dangerous ectopic pregnancies pregnancies that damage their reproductive systems pregnancies that like that have an, an obscenely high risk of causing you know hemorrhaging yeah, man. and bleeding out and infection like this is a this is a murderous bill yeah this is murderous and they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck and they won't define their limits because what they want is no limit. Yeah. This is fucking no limits. That's it. They get to make all the decisions and you get to live with them. Yep. Or die with them. That's going to be more likely. Yeah.
2: Ron, I know it sounds harsh, but God does not want her to live.
0: Tom, I absolutely love the title of this story because (laughs) it is just so perfect. And it's just true. Yeah. White supremacist who dined with Trump calls for death penalty for non-Christians. Let's make sure that we're not putting words no. in Nick Fuentes' no. fucking we'll put, shitty, we'll put, shitty we'll mouth. put We'll put them up there. Also, if you don't see us on YouTube, it's because Nick Fuentes' friends who watch his show sent a bunch of like messages to Down Thumb or whatever they do to yeah, report right. our video because we were mean to Nick. So let's go be mean to Nick yeah, down fucking, below here. All right. Yeah, cuz literally he's an idiot. So he's a, he's a fucking murderous incel. Like what exactly it? That's He's a fucking murderous right-wing nutjob incel piece of shit. All right. So there is So first, I just want to say like like this this sound sounds terrible. I have I have I mean he's wearing a headset mic and it sounds like the mic is across the room in a saltine's box. It, it, his his mic is terrible, his sound is terrible. But guys, his hair and mustache are inexcusable. They look pandemic is what it looks like. It looks pandemic. Yeah, it he looks, looks unkept. He yeah. looks, this is, this, yeah, he looks absolutely disheveled. Yeah, good way to put it.
1: There is an occult element at the high levels of society and specifically among the Jews. So many of the people that are perpetrating the lies and the destruction on the country They are evildoers. They are people that worship false gods. They are people that practice magic or rituals or whatever. And more than anything, those people need to be, when we take power, they need to be given the death penalty. Straight up. And I'm far more concerned about that than I am about even non-white people or mass migration. Christ. These people that are that are communing with demons and engaging in this sort of witchcraft and stuff and these people that are suppressing the name Christ and suppressing Christianity, they must be absolutely annihilated when we take power. This is God's country. This is Jesus's country. This is not the domain of atheists or devil worshippers or perfidious Jews. This is Christ's country.
0: All right, real quick. I, I am going to make fun of his appearance one more time. Sure. Without looking. How old? Do you know how old he is? I would say without looking, I would say he's probably in his like mid-20s. He is 25. He looks 49. He does. He looks a hard 25. Like it's a hard 25. It's rough. It's a hard 25. It is rough. It's like when you watch like you ever watch like a, a, a TV show or a movie where everybody's supposed to be in high school, but all the actors are like 33? They're like, they're like 100 years old. And you're just like, like somebody's in there with like jowls and yeah. a five o'clock shadows. Like Rodney Dangerfield gonna in this I'm going to be late to biology. You got <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. You're like, why are you here? What? What is happening? Yeah. He looks like that to me. Yeah. It's just like this, I look at him like, this is what hate does to you. Like if I learn anything from Star Wars, like <laughs> hate fucking fucks is, you up. This guy is just an awful person. Yeah. Like you hear him speak, This is a guy who had lunch with Trump who I do not think his thoughts on things are so different from many people in that party. I know that there's a lot of people out there who want to say, well, we're different or the the religious right isn't isn't a horrible group of people. And I point him to this guy and say, well, this guy clearly had lunch with your guy, Right. right? This guy had lunch, hung out with him and talked to him. What do you think they talked about? Well, you know, and and think about why he was able to do that. Nick Fuentes, at the age of 24, 23, 25 now, right? He got sat with the fucking president of the United States. Why? Because he's influential. He's not influential among Democrats. That's not why they sat him down. He's not influential among the left. He's influential among your side, guys. Yeah. He's like, he's, Nick Fuentes is a big swinging dick, among the rest of the fucking Republicans, that's how he gets sat with the fucking leader of the Republicans. So like, you can't disavow yourself is what I'm trying to say. You can't create plausible deniability and reasonable distance from these views when at the same time you're willing to say, that guy's an influential character in my organization. Why is he influential then? A guy like this shows up to my house, he gets his ass kicked, right? This guy gets thrown out on his fucking ear shows up in your house, he gets his ass kicked, he gets thrown out in his fucking ear. This nonsense is unwelcome. He shows up in fucking Trump's house and he gets a steak. He gets a lunch. Right. a lunch at Mar-a-Lago. Now, there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. I want to say, too, that there's a pattern here. And that pattern is when we get to power, things are really going to change here in this country. Oh, I know. And scary, that's a dude. pattern that we're seeing. You know, I think for a long time there has been a lot less retaliatory politics that have been going on for a long time in our country and if it was retaliatory politics it was kept under they they didn't use their outside voice right? right they would they would make it seem as if they weren't actually doing that but they you know maybe even if they were they made it seem like that wasn't their goal that wasn't their aim even when we talk about this particular thing that we opened the show with the impeachment they still are trying to pussyfoot around, not saying we're doing it because you did it to our yeah, guy. Yeah. There's still is this sort of veil where they're pretending that that's the case. There, there is now people just throwing that curtain aside. Trump's one of them. Trump is but, absolutely saying open hostility. Absolutely. And, and talking about what he's going to do day one, so are so is Nick Fuentes. Who else is doing it now? Yeah. Who else is talking about what they're going to do day one? Who are they going to hurt day one? Who are they going to inflict their damage on That whoever they can that that wrong them, right? right. And, and in Nick's case, it's a lot of America because it Most seems to be uh, anybody who's a minority— Anybody who's a non-believer in Christianity, not just not just non-believer, right? Right. Non-believer in Christianity that yep. includes us, but it also includes Jews, Jews and it Hindus, includes Sikhs, in, and Muslims. It includes and any, Muslims. Ab- uh, any anybody who believes in uh, in any Muslim religion, right? As yep. Sunnis, I, I mean, you name it. There's a plenty. Of Hindus. There's plenty yeah. of people in this country that don't believe the things you believe. And he's like, no, that's witchcraft. Yep. I'm gonna stack rocks on them until they die. Yeah. Well, and he also openly hates women. And he's so like, he is, he is a guy who is, who is expressing a desire for the violent tyranny of a specific white male minority, a, a very tiny subset of this country. And like, this is stuff now, like in the past, this would be stuff that lived on the fringes, right? Sure. You'd make a movie like American History X about it. It would be worth knowing. It'd be worth watching out for, but this was fringe stuff for the most part, Right. Now I have real worries that this will become mainstream. Sure. I am genuinely, I hear Nick Fuentes and it's like, I am tempted to laugh at a guy who believes in magic. I am tempted to do that. And I want to do that because I should be able to be like magic. The fuck bro, go ride a dinosaur or whatever. Like that's nonsense. But these guys, this guy sat down with the president. The president sure. is not unlike this guy. Sure, the president is like I'm also going to hurt the same people. Yeah, like this is the world we're barreling toward. I don't don't look very very far away from the president to see Stephen Miller talking about massive deportations day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this isn't this isn't something that we're that we're pretending isn't going to happen. This is a dire situation that America is in if these people get reelected. There might not be another election after that. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And the thing is, like, when these people tell you who they are, fucking believe them. Believe him, man. Believe this guy. He's a mur- he wants to murder people. He yeah. wants to kill people. And if, if he, he gets enough do. power, he will make that happen. Trump is saying to you guys, "Here's who I am. Here's what I'll do. Believe it." They didn't believe it in 2016. Yeah, no, they openly. The, oh, that's just all yep. rhetoric for show.
1: You are making. $500,000 and you were only gonna pay me 30? You're getting 30 grand? I'm getting a thousand.
2: You guys are getting paid?
0: This story's from the Daily Beast. Fox News, Democrat voter is actually unaffiliated anti-vax activist. I can't believe that, I don't wanna play the clip cause I don't wanna give Fox News the, 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 the views view. or whatever. But really what they did was they had a Fox and Friends morning segment. They brought on a bunch of people who they labeled, right? right. So they mm-hmm. label them as like, this is a conservative, this is a Democrat, this is a whatever. And here's a person who comes in, absolutely shits on Biden and the Democrats, also kind of shits on Trump too a little bit because yeah. they're talking about vaccine policy. Yeah. But but genuinely, they should put at the bottom of every single Fox News anything dramatization. Right. Uh, yeah, this is right, almost, right. It's almost a paid actor. Right. Dramatic A paid way. actor in a right. closed course. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can get away with calling this news. If another news organization watches your shit, sees somebody and says, Oh, isn't that that person who's an uh, an anti-vax activist who said that they were a Republican before, a right. libertarian before? Why are they listed as Democrat voter? Yep. Because you got a narrative you want to push. You want, exactly. to, right. you want yep. to tell all those people that are watching your show that even the Democrats are jumping ship. Yep. Yeah, this is—and the thing is, like, Fox fucking knew it. Fox knew it. This wasn't a mistake. It's not like they got tricked by somebody, right? When I first read this, I was like, oh, I wonder if somebody, like, purported to be a Democrat in order to get on this panel— and, like, tricked Fox, and then they were just like, bah, turns out it was me all along, yeah. <laughs> No, Fox absolutely knew who this person was. This person is a well-known figure. This is a well-known yeah. figure. Well, who has enough said other people saw it and said, "Right, that's somebody who is an anti-vax activist. Right, who has said it before that they are politically homeless is yeah. how they describe themselves. So, like, this is not somebody who's a... De- but Fox doesn't care. There's no attempt toward truth. There's no, like, even nods toward truth anymore over there. Everything is about building a narrative and controlling a base. Yeah, yeah. And they want to build that narrative, control the base, and sell that base whatever dumb shit they can sell the base. Fox is just a money-printing machine. That's what Fox yeah. is. It's an ideologically motivated money-printing machine. They got to recoup their $700 billion or million sure. dollars from their fucking losses. They got to get as much money as they can. I. I what baffles me nowadays is anybody who's at all swayed by a Vox Populi segment like this. And the reason why I say that is nothing has illuminated to me the absolute fucking complete loss of intellect than social media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get a chance to see a ton of people on social media. Bear their soul and say the literal dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life, and these are the you normal can call me people, up privately, average. So I feel a little hurt right now. Just you know, send me a DM. But seriously, like <laughs> average people, right? Yeah, these yeah. are these are. If I have two thousand friends, a right. thousand of them say something. I just look at and say, "Holy sweet fuck!" Did oh, yeah, you yeah. think that out loud? Oh, I so know, I'll man. look yeah. at that and think, I can't imagine thinking that a, a person on the street now, because back in the day, they used to edit that shit, right? They'd get a, a man on the street interview and they'd get 25 people and they'd literally throw out the worst ones. Yeah. They would throw Anybody who had nothing to say or couldn't figure it out and didn't know, get rid of them. Yep. But now that person has a mic. They're sitting in the studio. Yep. You get a chance to listen to this person who has nothing, who knows nothing about anything. Oh, yeah. Tell you about what they're going to do. You know, I, 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 I fucking hear that so hard. It's like, I think you and I grew up living in a bubble created by editing, Yeah. right? And maybe that was a problem, but also like maybe that was also better, right? And so here's what I mean. It's like, now there's no editor. There's no one making editorial decisions about which voices can be heard and which voices should be silenced. And I know, I hear, I recognize that that has always been a problem right? The, the top-down control about who gets silenced has always been a problem. And it has often been very racist and very colonialist and very sexist. And I know that, like, I get that. But also, like, there was a world where you had to work hard to be published, you know? You had to, had like, to be good. earn your microphone. Yeah, you had to be good. Or you and, had to know somebody. Right. And now, you don't have to do any of that at all. And there's this, like, as I stare at my microphone. Oh, yeah, but, like, <laughs> there's a reason after 16 years we're still doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, like, you 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 got to earn that shit in order to build an audience. But, like, also now, like, everybody's got a fucking microphone. Everybody's, like, and then you see behind the curtain at what people really think and feel. And you're, like, holy fuck, that's most of you. Yeah. Most of the—because I used to think that was a minority of people because— most of the voices I heard yeah. had been edited to make me believe that serious people were in charge, that smart people understood the issues, and that this is how most of the world worked. And then, yeah, okay, there's like this sure. handful there's of fucking dummies, whatever, right? But now I'm looking around, I'm like, fuck, it's dummies all the way down. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking it's, it's dummies on turtles on dummies on turtles. You're not wrong, and and these these segments really really call it out when they'll they'll ask a question and you and they'll say something so blatantly out of touch with reality. Yeah. And you'll say these people they don't they don't even bother to find out what's real and what's not. That I saw a segment maybe 6 months ago on one of these channels and I want to say it was CNN that went out and grabbed a bunch of people wherever they grab them from. And they were asking them if they thought the election was stolen. And almost everybody there was saying, yeah, the election was stolen. Jesus Christ, what? Almost everybody was saying, yeah, they, yeah, I think the election was stolen. They were mostly Republicans. But genuinely, they they thought that the election was stolen and that there needed to be some sort of inquiry into that. I mean, that's- Some sort that's, of that's the, inquiry. That's the, that's the world we live in. I don't remember exactly no, what- No, I know, like, but I'm just like- I'm floored. It's yeah. like it's as, if, as if no work has been done. Yeah, right. Like the people who've been saying that it's stolen. Lost sixty some court cases because they absolutely had no evidence of it at all. But it feels like what they heard was what Trump said, and then they never did any follow up. none. They never yeah. bothered to re even open a website that contained a newspaper to yeah. even look to see what was said after the fact. They just heard somebody say something and said, "You know what? I heard that w- that that election was stolen." Yeah, but you know, like I mean, this like I can't tell you how many people I know, smart people. I know some really smart people who, when it comes to, like, the news of the day, they don't follow it at all, Cecil. Not not at all. Like, people that, like, I work with that are smart, genuinely smart, that I respect, that are, like, college-educated, that have, you know, all the stuff, all the things in my mind I've always, my whole life, erroneously associated with, like, a certain level of civic and social engagement. And I, most of them have no idea what's going on every day. Most. No idea what's going on. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm shocked by that. I feel like it's a responsibility to know.
2: Holy mother forking
0: shirt balls. What? This is the bad place. So in cool, cool, cool notes. I gotta say, I gotta say, (laughs) Tom. Yeah. What's so funny is this show sort of slowly becomes a little more about Trump and a little more about Elon Musk. I know, all and the I time. don't want it to be because I, I don't, don't like either. either one of them. I hate them I know, both. I know. But the the amount of sway they have over so many people that would be it would be a crime not to talk about the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing because they have so much pull over so many people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like guys, it would be like saying like. All right, I know it's the Gilded Age, but we're not going to talk about that Rockefeller character. <laughs> right? We're not going to talk about Carnegie. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. I know like yeah, you are. Yes you are or you're not doing a news show. Sure. Like you have to talk about these people, they are influential. So this story comes from HuffPo. Elon Musk reinstates Alex Jones's account on Twitter. Yeah. And he's fucking hell. And he re- reinstated it doing exactly what he did before, where he said, I'm going to do a poll. Yeah. And he did a poll and people said either for the lols or because they think Alex Jones has something to say. They said, yes, he was reinstated. Awesome. That's the world we're in now. Giving a mic to that guy, giving a mouthpiece to the guy who lied about Sandy Hook and then Lost a bunch of money because he lied about Sandy Hook is not a good thing. That's nope. not, it's just yeah. not it's just not good for anyone. Nope. this is this is fucking tragic. This is what this is. This is fucking tragic. What we're doing is remonetizing. Yeah, Alex Jones. That's what's happening. Well, is that fucking goddamn Elon Musk, who is a stupid, shitty, spoil? He is the kid from Twilight Zone, yeah. who can like blink and make you fucking go into the cornfield or turn into a fucking jack and, jack in the yeah, box. Can have ice cream for dinner. Everything. Right? Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah. He is that guy. Like he's that fucking kid. He's a giant, spoiled, shitty, unintelligent, mean-spirited, small-minded, Brett. narcissistic man. Baby. He's a brat. He's a giant, giant Brett. Brett. And that's what and he, and he keeps showing it over and over again. Hopefully, if he, if Alex Jones gets any signal boost out of this. It gets money in the hands of the people for Sandy Hook. I hope that's so. That's what I hope, right? I that hope there's so. a trickle yeah. down in economics that's happening here and it trickles out of Alex's hands and into their pockets. That's what I hope. Uh, the other thing that seems pretty apparent is, is after he scared off all his advertisers, he's got to find, he's got to, now he's got to, he let people run free that were bad. Right. And, and he made it seem as if those people had every right to speak. And then a lot of people just abandoned ship, not just people who were users, but actual advertisers said no. And so they left. So now he's got to fill that up somehow. And the only way he's going to get advertised, he's going to get bad, like Stormfront or whatever is going to advertise. And he's got to fill it with bad people. And you fill it with bad people by getting those bad people who were on and let go and told not to come back, he's going to let them back on to fill the ranks with people who had left for Shoot or Rumble or whatever the fuck they went to. Yeah. Twitter is going to become even more of a hate filled right wing cesspool yeah. full of boner pill ads and fucking like vitamin testosterone supplements. Sure. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to, and more so than it is now. Yeah. So I don't know how that's possible. It's going to be the cyber truck of <laughs> social media. <laughs> by the way I absolutely want to give on the show and everything Sarah props for the work the heroic and important work she is doing on our social media making fun of Elon Musk she has a special hate for him that I feel in my heart oh yeah I love and it. I love the fact that I she has it. turned absolutely loose on that guy well the best part is is that there's always someone who complains yes so there's we always get a really sad email once in a while from a, from someone who likes Elon Musk
1: <laughs> He's such a good guy. such a good guy. That's what we hear a lot of. And those
0: are the best emails to read. So thank you, Sarah. Big, big shout out to Sarah who runs our social media. Love it. What a fucking liar, dude. What a fucking Weasley little liar, dude. This story is from Salon. This wasn't what this interview was going to be about. Ron Johnson Flails under pressure on CNN, Johnson, I love this. We're gonna watch this this tweet clip of him. Uh, he just gets he gets checked right there. So here we're gonna watch him uh, get talked to by someone on uh, on CNN about this. Uh, this this happens to be about the fake electors that happened in Wisconsin. That's where Ron Johnson is yep. from.
1: Falls out of a nuisance lawsuit. They they agreed to get. To settle a nuisance lawsuit that never should have been brought. So you think it's there's fine an that someone? It's a travesty of justice. You think it's fine that someone who who tried to overturn a legitimate election is still on a Democrat board that electors helps electors have certifies. done that repeatedly. Democrats have done. Which Democrats one? have done the same thing. In, Republicans in Wisconsin, they've been. It. Fake slates of electors? No, it's, it's happened in different states. I, Which I, I one, didn't come sir? prepared to give you the exact states, but it's happened. It's happened repeatedly. It has happened repeatedly. Just go check the books. Which books? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been alternate slates of electors by Democrat uh, electors in our history. Again, I you didn't. This wasn't what this interview was going to be about. I'll I'll come and I'll provide you the information. But I'm okay. Absolutely I look forward to that. I look forward to your office sending that information. We'll publish it if it's if we'll it's accurate, that. Senator Ron Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll publish it <laughs> if it's, if it's accurate. accurate uh just so you know it was not accurate <laughs> <laughs> There's like a narrator who leans out it was not accurate <laughs> fucking amazing dude. his office never sent anything of course he didn't the office they, never sent uh, anything this is know, always there's never a follow- up with the it, 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 this is the same as what Trump does right like lots of people say yeah. Well, there's been there's been lots of people. Just check it out. Uh, you'll see. Do you remember that Axios one when Trump s- tried a very similar oh, line? Oh, yeah. He said, it's in all the books. And he's like, what are papers? It's yep. in all the papers. He's like, what papers? He asked the same question that she just asked, yep. which is what books? Yep. It's on the books. What books? Yep. What are you talking about? That's not a thing. And that's a dismissive thing that they do all the time yep. to say, I know it's true. You just got to trust me on this. When I was a little boy... I my I, you'd, you'd watch. I remember watching the Olympics, and I mean, I'm little, little. I'm watching the Olympics, like probably the '84 Olympics, and they were saying stuff like, "That's gonna be one for the history books." You know, you ever hear that kind of mm-hmm. thing? And I believed in my heart of hearts for years after that that there was the history books, <laughs> <laughs> right? And that'll go down in the oh, history you did. books. You, you thought it was an actual de- definitive book the history books, the history books. I thought, and I thought that every family must have a copy of the history books. And I remember asking my stepdad, like, where are our history books? Like, we should have, and he was so confused because the question wasn't, yeah. made any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense because he doesn't put two and two together. Right, because he doesn't yeah. have the all the rest yeah. of it, right? Yeah. And I don't know what to explain to him because in my mind, it, like, everybody has the history <laughs> books and that's where these things go down in, obviously. And this feels like playing to that same idea that I had when I was fucking six, Right. <laughs> And I was a fucking idiot. And I was looking around my house for something called the history books. Martha, (laughs) they just broke the diving record. Get out the history History books. books. (laughs) (laughs) Break them out. Bring them to the table. Write it down. No, no. No, no, no. It was 6.26 meters. (laughs) That's what I thought. When you're fucking six, you're garbage. So like my brain was just like, that's "That's down in the history books. That's amazing. This feels like they're playing to people who still hold that idea. You just check the papers. Oh well, it's got to be the papers. What paper? It's like when what it's papers, Sarah Palin? What ones are you I reading? I'm not Sarah Palin. Yeah. What what papers you read? All of them. All I read of them. them all. All of them. I read, I all, read, the read all the papers. Everyone that proves to me reading no no papers. papers. When you, you say when you say you read them all, that means you read none. none. You don't read any. You've never. You might not even be able to read. <laughs> There's a possibility. <laughs> What's on your hands, Sarah? You don't actually know how to read. <laughs> All right, so catch us this week. It's going to be us upcoming Thursday Christmas stream over on uh, YouTube and Twitch, and uh, we're going to have a little couple of (laughs) ho-ho-hos. We're going to have a Christmas drink, and we're going to chill and enjoy ourselves. So come check us out this upcoming Thursday, and uh, that's going to be it for this week. Um, We are going to leave you like we always do, and wish you a Merry Christmas, because we're going to wish you you a Merry Christmas on, on Thursday, of course, if you show up, but on today, the next episode yeah. that, that launches will be after Christmas. So that's Merry right. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a, if, if you celebrate, have a great Christmas or a happy holidays or whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I literally don't care. Will our show actually come out on Christmas? Our show will be out on Christmas. That's right. It's a Christmas we'll a, day episode. a Christmas episode. Oh, it's a Christmas not miracle. <laughs> <laughs> People will be able to like drive to their shitty oh, relative's yeah. house and be able to listen to our show on the way there or the way back and either... Get themselves ready or decompress. Well, Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoy your Christmas this year. We'll also we'll probably wish you another Merry Christmas again though. It's happening. Yeah. Because we mean it. We'll do two in a row. Yeah. We'll we'll give you put this one in one pocket. We'll give you you another. We'll give you a Merry Christmas and then a sloppy (laughs) seconds. All right. That's gonna if you want sloppy seconds, you can head over to Adam and Eve. (laughs) And you can get your sloppy second eggnog. Let me tell you. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. We're gonna leave it like we always do with the skeptics creed.
2: Credulity is not a virtue.